You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to On the Bench. I am your host for this instant reaction. What are we calling this? What, what episode is this, guys? Instant? Instant reaction Landon Thomas episode? I mean, I'm not here to be all creative. It's a pretty good day. It kind of carries itself. Is this an emergency pod? Is that what we're going to do, though? Or instant reaction? It's a good emergency pod. Okay, a good emergency pod. It's an pod emergency reaction. instant reaction pod. A good emergency instant okay, reaction. Let's get into it. Cats. Landon Thomas, guys, flips from Georgia to Florida State. Uh, we are recording this as we are uh, clearly excited about the news. It's a five-star tight end that FSU just flipped from Georgia. Zach, I'll start with you on this. How big is it? It's a leading question. How big is this news, uh, Kid Show? I think it's Mike Norvell's biggest recruiting win since he's been at Florida State. Um, there's some comparable ones last season, obviously, or last cycle, I should say, with, with a guy like Hakeem Williams, where he beat out a bunch of top you know, schools, some top NIL players in the space like Miami, Texas A&M. But you just flipped the number one tight end in the country from the University of Georgia, who's obviously coming off back-to-back national championships. And Landon, of course, was once committed to Florida State. But nonetheless, this is a huge deal. And um you know, just a massive recruiting victory for Mike Norvell, Chris Thompson, and a number of the other uh, FSU staffers that were involved here. Zach, do you, do you want to do a interview with Landon Thomas to put on the back end of this podcast? You know what? That's a good idea. That's a great idea. All right, let's do it. And if they want to watch it on our YouTube channel, should they do that too? They should definitely do that. And they should like and subscribe as well. Oh, so good. So good. Christopher. Uh, yes. I want to talk about Landon Thomas's game, but first, uh, let's do the Chris Thompson revenge tour. Let's just let's celebrate it. Let's do whatever you want to cheer or, or clap or however you want to celebrate it, buddy. I'm going to let you take the lead on this parade. Hey, Chris Thompson did this 742 days ago when he landed this kid the first time. So, you know, he's been doing this. We've just all been waiting for it to happen again. But yeah, Chris Thompson's good at his job. I've, I've gone to bat before on this. I think when we've talked about tight end transfers, we need to stop beating up certain coaches on the staff because, like, give them time. They're a capable staff. Mike Norvell hires good people. Chris Thompson, from experiencing dealing with him for the last three-plus years now, the dude's a damn good coach. He's a good relationship builder. He's a capable recruiter, as this proves. Uh, yeah, give the man some flowers. Like, you know, like, learn a lesson from this. Dugan's taught us a lesson, and some of us learned that, including myself. Chris Thompson's doing it here again. So, like, you know. Chris, let's talk about Landon Thomas's game. He, he is a six foot four, two hundred thirty five pound modern tight end. Uh, he's ranked ninety eight grade by twenty four seven Sports. That the twenty four seven Sports composite has him at a ninety eight seven seven. So pretty similar there nationally. Actually, uh, he's twenty fourth recruit nationally for us as well as the composite, and also the number one tight end in the country uh, by both number five prospect in Georgia. So the, these. This is a consensus, like mirroring yeah. of like this is this is a dude everyone thinks so. Yeah, I found the ranking thing to be interesting. The fact that it aligns itself so accordingly in both 
it just says a lot about it. It means that the industry as a whole is all on the same page about this kid. Um, you know, with us sitting right there where the composite grade is as well. And he is that. I mean, he, he can do it all. He can catch. He can block. He can run effectively down the field. He's a guy who probably can be a little bit creative with it in a similar fashion to what Jaheim Bell does because he is that athletic. He is a guy who's pretty fleet of foot for being a large human being. He's a complete player. I think the other thing they really like about him that we've gotten the feedback on is that relationship, which spans more than 800 days with this kid. He's been the same. He's always been the exact same person for them. Uh, you know, even before he was ranked a five-star, before he committed to FSU the first time, before he flipped and went to Georgia, and then the relationship continued, and now to flip from Georgia to FSU. Same dude throughout. And I, I think that speaks a little bit to his character, and I think that's why they believe he's going to be a really, really good fit for their program, beyond the fact that he's exceptionally talented. You know, his best tight end in this class, one of the better tight ends of the last few years, definitely in that category with some of the other guys in that department, including this class, next class, and some previous classes. And he can play the game at a really, really high level. He can attack the middle of the field vertically. He can attack the middle of the field underneath. He's a guy that can help you in the running game. He's a guy that you can also kind of split out if you want to and do some things with. So FSU wants tight ends that can do a variety of things. And the reason that room is kind of deep with a lot of guys right now is because they've had to pick guys that could do something really well. And then they had to pick another guy that did something that guy didn't do well, really well and piece it together. And Landon Thomas is sort of combining a lot of those things. If you got two, three of those types in your room, your room's not going to have seven, eight guys because those guys have the collection of the skills that you're looking for at that position to excel. Josh, Josh Newberger's smiling somewhere thinking of like, oh, they can reduce the scholarship count by one or two at tight end. Josh, or Josh oh, good show, phrasing. Uh, Zach, running slip. Let's talk about your favorite part of, of Landon's game. Uh, you mentioned earlier, I think it was when we were on the bench on Sunday, but you, you mentioned this a couple of times now, like you really love watching his film. It might be the most fun film of anything you've watched of any prospect you've watched in this cycle. I guess. Why? He stands at six, four, 235 pounds. And he moves like a receiver that is under 200 pounds. Like he's just so fluid. He's an extremely gifted athlete. And if you watch, I mean, we, we, on the site right now, you can go watch Brendan's scouting report. We have a scouting report on the YouTube channel with the X's and Knowles guys uh, breaking down Landon Thomas's game. It's just incredible. Like that film is so fun to watch. Um, you know, he's obviously had some great statistics over the last two years. This past season, he totaled 44 receptions for 753 yards and eight touchdowns. He also scored five touchdowns on the ground while working as a quarterback for Colquitt County in short yardage situations. And even in 2021, he caught 31 passes for 516 yards and seven touchdowns. So he's backing up that play with production. I just turn on the film, guys. We've got the breakdowns on NoSuper7.com. It's so fun to watch. And this is just an absolute great get for Mike Norvell and company. Yeah, he committed to Georgia in July of 2022. Just think about that. It's Georgia tight end, what they've had recently as a run there at that position. I think it speaks to the talent level of the kid. I don't think Georgia is particularly happy to be losing this commitment. One last thing on the earlier Chris Thompson topic, got him in in January for a junior day. That's when you really start chipping away and making the impression and allowing yourself back into the race. You get him back for a spring practice here. I think it was around April 6th. And then obviously you get him in for the spring showcase. Sorry, Brendan, spring game. And, yeah, you complete the flip. And that, that's that's the way it's done. You keep getting him to visit. 
keep building a relationship, keep chipping away. You show them that that room has improved. Let's not act like not adding Jaheim Bell and Kyle Morlock and hey, Preston Daniel had a day on Saturday. Let's not act like those things don't make a kid take notice of, oh, that position is going to be better at FSU than it was when I committed, you know, 742 days ago. It matters, and it's why they're going to get him in the end, and he's a guy that can take that room from being good to being really, really great potentially because he does possess that level of talent, and he does project to be that level of player. Not for nothing, uh, but but this is just a – a continuation of an emphasis that Florida State has placed on recruiting South Georgia. Uh, this is something that I think I wrote about it in the 2021 cycle. And this is kind of to Chris's point about like Chris Thompson setting up relationships and Chris Thompson's an area recruiter and he's kind of a slow burn type of guy. He's not a high pressure coach. So it's not how he's going to operate. Um, but you're seeing the collective effort from the staff of investing time in recruiting you know, basically from the nat line down uh, of South Georgia paying off. Luke Cromanhawk, Savannah, uh, Cam Davis, Albany, B.J. Gibson, who just committed this weekend from, from Rochelle, which is kind of like the 75 corridor in, in South Georgia. So you're seeing guys from South Georgia commit to Florida State. Landon Thomas is the latest. He's the most high profile. He's from Colquitt County, which is about an hour and a half uh, north of Tallahassee um, in, in Moultrie, Georgia. So it's close to where I got married. Shout out to to Moultrie. Um, yeah, it's just when Florida State's at its best, it is recruiting guys from this super talent-rich area of the country, one that's often, I don't want to say overlooked, but one that's harder to get to and find some some gems. Obviously, they're going ahead and, and getting like legit blue chip type of guys, but that's a level of patience and investment that's paying off for Florida State that I think is noteworthy. It leads to getting one of the most interesting players in this entire recruiting class. He is he, Landon Thomas is a ton of fun, as Chris and Zach have mentioned. Uh, I think that's everything on Landon Thomas. I think we do want to note that Georgia is probably not really happy about losing this guy. It'd be interesting to see how Georgia responds now. I'm not seeing even you know, recruiting Landon Thomas, but um, hell half no fury like like Kirby Kirby Smart uh, angry. So that'll be fun to watch this re- recruiting cycle. Zach's smiling right now because I think we. We know that FSU is going to be battling against Georgia multiple times in the future. And hell, that, that's where you want to be as a program. That's the standard at Florida State. You want to be pushing a program like Georgia. You want to get to where Georgia's been the last few years because you've been in that spot previously. So that'll be fun. Anything else we want to add, fellas, before we get to the Landon Thomas interview? Just some overall uh, recruiting class updates. He becomes Florida State's top-ranked commitment in the class, obviously at number 24 overall in both the rankings, like you guys said. And then FSU moves up to the number five spot, previously at number uh, six in the 24-7 team recruiting rankings. With a pretty big gulf between them and, and Notre Dame, who they they jump. FSU's closer to LSU at four yeah. than it is to – much closer to LSU at four than it is to Notre Dame uh, at, at six. Notre Dame would probably need like a Landon Thomas level recruit and then someone else to catch up to FSU. So you're jumping up in a, in a tier. We, when Hakeem Williams committed, we talked about how it was kind of a significant moment for high school recruiting under this staff, an area where they've been criticized at times, that it was a pivot point to a degree. And obviously, they're always going to lean on the portal because they're exceptional at it. And it's been a big reason for turnaround here. But I think you're seeing in this class returns on high school recruiting are good. They're also willing and not to deviate this discussion further because we want to get to Landon talking about Landon. Um, we see them upgrading their high school commitments within a class when it's capable and something they can do. And I think that trend's going to continue. And this is obviously a great moment. 
you know, with Luke fully locked in, Cam Davis fully locked in, Landon Thomas now committed for a second time. Those are three exceptional players at very important offensive positions. They've already recruited pretty good on the receiver part of the board. O-line, they feel good about a couple guys that we talked about, John Daniels, Jason Sandamella. So that offensive class is really coming together from a high school perspective. Defense has a little catching up to do, I would say, but I think they'll get there. All right, let's uh, let's get to the Landon Thomas interview with Zach. Yeah, let, let's get to it. Welcome to On the Bench. And we've got a special episode for you today. Florida State's newest commitment, five-star tight end Landon Thomas out of Colquitt County, Georgia, is on the bench today. And um, obviously, huge news. He just announced his commitment to Florida State, flipping from the University of Georgia um, FSU, you know, gets their top ranked player in the 2024 class in Landon. You know, Landon, I kind of want to start from the beginning, right? Florida State was kind of the first school to be in your recruitment early on. Um, they actually landed your commitment back all the way, all the way back in 2021. I guess, why were they kind of that early school for you? Why were they, why were they a school you liked so much? Um, I guess because like the coaches always kept in contact with me and stuff like that. Like growing up, I wasn't a really fan of a fan of Florida State. I was a Miami fan, you know. They're okay. like rivals. But when I got older and like really started paying attention to them, then when I started liking them, for sure. Um, hey, you, you know, you 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 cross ways in the rivalry. That's that's respectable. Um, but you know, you're committed early on. Obviously, you were a freshman back then. And you started to pick up a ton of offers. Um, you ended up opening up your recruitment back in, in 2021 and then eventually committing to Georgia. I guess just what went behind that decision um, all the way back then? Um, yeah, just one, what went behind that? Uh, when I uh, when I be committed, I was thinking about, like, I had a friend went to Georgia. Then I was like, I need to go see what like how, the, how other schools is because yeah. I didn't really visit uh, too many schools when I was committed or before I committed. And so that's when I had decommitted. I wanted to see other schools and make sure I was making the right decision. And so then I committed to Georgia thinking that was the right fit for me. I mean, it could be if I was if I choose to win there, but I feel like I'm better off in Tallahassee. For sure. Um, so on that note, you know, 2023 rolls around. You're committed to Georgia for a long time, obviously two-time reigning national champions over there. But it seemed like when the new year hit, things kind of seemed to change in your recruitment. Um, you finally got back on campus at Florida State in January. I guess talking about that visit specifically in January, how did that kind of impact your recruitment? Uh, I think that was the most impactful visit I went to because it was my first time back on campus. In like a year or something, I think, I had forgot how I felt. And then when I came back down, I wanted to come back some more. Enough. Was it weird at all stepping back on campus after you know having previously decommitted? No, it was weird. Like I came to a, a game before after I decommitted. Okay. Yeah, it went weird. So the coaching staff didn't treat you any different. No, nah, they treat me the same. Awesome. Um, so then you know after that January visit, you come back for a practice, and then eventually the spring game this past weekend. I guess. You know, what was the decision to make those two visits? Um, they seem, you know, pretty important, especially that spring game one. Yeah. Uh, the practice one, uh, I've been wanting to go to a practice one because I ain't, I ain't never watched them practice before. Like, they've been trying to get me over there. So, I'm, like, I'm going to go to this one, that specific date. Then, 
yesterday. Well, not yesterday. It's yeah. We're recording this on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so Saturday, I had to take the ACT in the morning. And so like I was like, after this, I'm gonna go to uh Florida State's uh spring game. So I went and that's how that happened. I just wanted to do something on this on the Saturday, but I was already planning to go to that anyways too though. Yeah. Um it would have been easier to go down there anyways. You know, obviously ended up committing to Florida State on Monday of this week. Um, but kind of when did you kind of in your head start to feel like maybe this was was gonna be the choice for you? You're gonna flip back. Um, I started thinking about it hard after that first visit I took back in January. Like, after I left, I, I started talking to my dad about it. Like, I need to start, like, talking to him or, like, cause, like there might be a school I want to go to. And then my relationship got stronger with the coaches, even stronger. So, yeah, that's how it happened. For sure. Um, and then ultimately, I guess just – when you when you're coming down to this decision, obviously it's a big deal. You know, you're flipping back to the school you were once committed to. What are the some of the main reasons why why you made this decision? Some of the main reasons. Uh a reason for like one is like they never lost contact and they like always showed me love. Um two, like the players, they always heated me up, wanted me to come play with them. Um and Tallahassee down the road, so like my family can get Darren back anytime they want. Yeah. Um, and they winning, like they all they come together, they winning, they train it up in the right direction. On that note, you know, you 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 talk about them winning. I guess when you first committed, you know, they weren't having the best results on the field. Obviously, um, do you think part of the reason why you started to get more interested in Florida State again is because of what they did last season, getting to ten wins? I mean, that play a small part, but not too much, really. Okay. But it does, though, because you want to play for no team that's, like, losing all the time. But, yeah. For sure. Um, so, you know, let's delve into kind of the reaction um, of your command. I think a lot of FSU fans would like to hear that. Um, you, you go to the spring game. You know, you've been kind of hinting at it before. You can talk about that a little bit, too, with, with Coach Thompson and, and Derek Ray. But you, you head into Mike Norvell's office. Um, on Saturday night and just, you know, what was that kind of conversation like? See, at first I wasn't planning on telling him that day. I was going to wait until, like, uh, Monday. Okay. So um, we got in there. He then he asked me, like, we got done talking what he had to say. Then he just asked me how, how I feel about everything. So I told him, I was like, I know I'm about to flip back. But he asked me, like, what did I say? Like, he didn't hear me. So I told him he got, like, happy and stuff. And so that's how that came about. And then, and then on Sunday, I flipped. So was that a phone call? Did you did you call the coaching staff and, like, make sure – or let them know again? Yeah, I FaceTimed Coach Norville, him and uh, Coach Thompson. And what was that reaction? Happy. <laughs> was there yeah, any I, screaming involved? Yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> Coach Norville was. You know, Coach Thompson really chill. He don't do, yeah. he don't do a lot of, like, loud stuff. Like, man. He was happy, too. Exactly. Though. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, on the note, let's let's move on to some some less serious questions. Um, the people want to know Chris Thompson. You just talked about him. What is he like behind the scenes? He like chill, like laid back. He funny too, though. Him and D Ray, they being that joking, but like he funny, like chill. He really chill. I got you. Um, and then Mike Norvell, 
Um, you, you've interacted with him for years now. Just what's he like as a guy that, you know, if you're looking at a school, just kind of what is he like as a recruiter? As a recruiter, uh, he going to tell you, like, how it is. Like, he ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. Like, he going to tell you how he is as a coach. Like, he going to tell you, like, some days you ain't going to like him at all. But, like, he doing that for a reason because, like, he know how good you're going to be. He going to push you to your limit, basically. 100%. Um, I think you actually grew up playing in the trenches, like, as far as, like, O-line, D-line, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I guess when did you kind of realize that you'd evolve into someone who's also a skill player? See, which way? Say that again. Like, what you mean? Re-ask like, me? yeah. When did you kind of realize that you, that you'd be like a, a guy that could develop into like a tight end instead of an oh, oh lineman? Uh, uh, when I was younger, yeah, they they put me on offense line, defense line, but I didn't want to play that for real. Defense line was fun, but when I got like I moved up in the age groups and pop wonder, you know, they they moved me to receiver. I was like. Like a little natural good, and then when I got to ninth grade, they moved up to varsity, they moved me to tight end. So that's how I started playing tight end. But I used to play receiver through from like junior period on up to ninth grade. Gotcha. Um, you know, when you started to make that transition to tight end, were there any tight ends that you grew up kind of idolizing? Nah, not really, because I never really watched them. I used to just watch receivers and stuff. Like, I like watching Odell. Okay. Um, Julio Jones, people like that. For sure. Um, you know, for an FSU fan that might have not watched your film, I mean, we're going to have a, a ton of content on those four seven related to that. But just what do you do well? What do you? What do you? What are the strengths of your game? Um, my blocking, block out on the perimeter, uh, getting open in the passing game, like. Uh, and like um, Mitch match with linebackers and stuff. Hundred percent. And you know, you, you mentioned. I mean, if you turn on the film, you're you're moving downfield like with ease and and getting past defenders, like you said, mismatch. Um, is blocking. You know, a lot of times when when tight ends are really good at, at catching the football and, and getting downfield, you know, blocking might not be the biggest priority for them. Is that something you you take pride in? Uh, yes, sir. Because our coaches. Uh, preach it like they want like we have to learn how to block like we block every day I block a lot at practice too a lot so yeah that's something that's that got to be a priority if you play a tight end very cool um you know with Florida State specifically have they kind of outlined you know is there any player on the roster that they kind of compare you to as far as how they want to utilize you or are you just, are you unique not necessarily okay. I guess they can use me all around if they want to how do you feel that – or how? what is your impression of kind of how they utilize your position? I like how they use them. They use them all around. Like it's, it's something similar to what we do at my high school. Yeah, it's something similar, but not exactly the same. But I like how they use them. Got it. And for you personally, I guess just what is – you know, you talked about all the things you do really well as a tight end, but what is, what's kind of your, your favorite um, part of, about playing tight end? My favorite part uh, – Probably, I don't, I don't know what's my favorite part. It's all good. Um, you mentioned to me on the phone a couple of days ago that, that Kylan, uh, Kylan Fox uh, out of Grayson, you were talking to him. I guess just with him specifically, is he a guy you'd want to play with? 
Yes, sir. Like we've been playing against each other since we were little. Okay. Uh, Pop Warner played with uh, Nevada Austin. And uh, yeah, every like shit. Like when we got older, like our relationship grew through like the recruiting scene, basically. So then we we would talk about playing with each other and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I'm trying to get him to come. So what's the pitch? What do you what do you tell him when you're on the phone? We can go be great at Florida State. I mean. They're going to use a couple tight ends. Like, it's not going to just be one person that's getting all the reps. So, Thompson said he's going to throw multiple in there. So, it could be me and him. For sure. Um, you, you know, you're obviously on campus at the spring game with, with a lot of the other commits. Um, Luke Cromanhawk, Cam Davis, P.J. Gibson, who committed on, on Saturday. Um, just what was it like to be around those guys? Obviously, you know, when you committed all the way back in 2021, you were kind of one of the first guys – um, maybe Cam was in the class at the time, but um, you know, two years later, what, what's it like to kind of to, to talk to those guys? Yeah, Cam was the first one, but um, Saturday when I was up there, I was with BJ um, most of the time. Really, I said what's up, Luke. But yeah, most of the time I really chilled with BJ. We was just talking like about like baseball and a lot of stuff like that. It, it was cool hanging with him though. For sure, I you know. Moving forward, I guess, what's kind of the the game plan? Are you are you you know locked in and, and focusing on on kind of your game, or um, how do you plan to take the next step as far as how your recruitment goes? All right now, I'm just gonna focus on high school, get done, okay. finish out the season. When do you want to get back on campus in Tallahassee? Um, is I'll make the a day period. I don't know. I think it, I think you can visit, but all the coaches will be like out on the road, so it'll be a little bit more difficult. Oh well, I know I'm gonna get back in June for OV sometime. I haven't set the date up yet, but okay. that yeah, got it. Are you gonna use any other OVs to other schools, or is it just FSU? Oh, I don't know. Okay, just probably not. Uh, probably got it. All right, I mean. That's pretty much all I had. But if you have any other, uh, you know, message to Florida State fans that that you know maybe don't know about Landon Thomas, I guess just what are they getting getting a player like you? A hard worker and somebody that they can believe in and trust. Awesome man! Congratulations on the decision and, and appreciate you joining us on the bench. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Landon. sports mixed with your pop culture along with humor and celebrity interviews your earbuds are enjoying the rich eisen show dan orlovsky are you still a Jaden daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy i think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one i think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft every quarterback in the nfl is accurate he's got the best on tape number two most transferable stuff to the nfl and then i think the third thing is pocket peace search for the rich eisen show on youtube or wherever you listen